And now we've reached the point in the show where Josh Odson reads the peculiar, the bizarre, the comical, the odd news with Odd Son. Odd news, Odd Son. See what we did there? The odd news with Odson. You guys got to watch MLB Network in it's, February. It's fire during the offseason. They're not they're not doing their camp series yet, right? That, yeah. Not everybody is migrated to Florida or Arizona. People are still on vacation. P's and C's aren't there yet. So they got uh, they got Billy Ripken and Vaskersian breaking down trades from 1987. <laughs> it's so sick. If you're if you're a disgusting baseball fan like me, this is the place for you. Who won the Fred McGriff Joe Carter? Trade? Honestly, you can't even find that kind of crap on this show. So, like, if if that's who you are as a sports fan and as a baseball mm-hmm. fan, which I, I sort of fall into that category, then I'll just you cannot listen to this show. Just go over there because <laughs> they're giving you gold. Yeah, it's really great stuff. Mm. All right, Josh. What do we got? This is this is big because you know this is the segment before it's Frank big. Caliendo oh. comes on the show. Yeah, I'm trying to be. I'm opening for Frank Caliendo essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, give me something I'm, good. I'm warming up the room. Give me some stand up. Truck spill of the week. Oh, good. Uh, travelers on a Nevada highway hit an unusual traffic hiccup when an overturned truck covered the roadway in cans and bottles. Of Dr. Pepper and 7-Up. That's pretty sudsy. Yeah, Nevada State Police said the truck overturned on Interstate 80. Oh, really? Where? Where, Hello, hello. Between the Mogul and Garson in the Reno area. Garson? Yeah. Not Carson? The article I'm reading says Garson. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's highly possible that it's just a misspelling. Garson, Nevada? Garson, Nevada. That's what it says. I don't think that's a place. Garson is a road in Reno. Okay. So these are roads, Mogul and Garson. Okay, got it. A little too specific. Garson. The truck ended up on its side spilling crates loaded with cans and bottles of Dr. Pepper and 7-Up on the roadway. No injuries were reported. NHP said traffic in both directions was reduced to one lane. Hmm. There's your truck spill of the week. Thank you. Seven up and mm-hmm. our Sprite and Dr. Pep. Yeah. Uh, we often report on these silly world records that get broken. Uh, very rarely do we bring you the near misses of the Guinness World Record Company. Uh, a French man spent eight years, keep that in mind because it's important to the story, eight years building a 23-and-a-half-foot model of the Eiffel Tower from matchsticks. But his application for a Guinness World Record was rejected on the grounds of the matches he used. Richard Plaud said he used 706,900 matchsticks to build his massive model and applied to have his Eiffel Tower certified as the world's tallest matchstick sculpture. He received word from Guinness last week that he was disqualified because the rules state the matches used in the sculpture must be commercially available. It's a good lesson, kids. <laughs> you you got to call on the front end. Yeah, yeah. Make sure. Don't spend eight years of your life. <laughs> yeah. Make sure whichever matches you're going to use are pre-approved instead of going through the entire 
eight-year process and then being denied at the end. He started the sculpture with store-bought matches, but he ended up striking a deal with a company to sell him 33-pound boxes of headless matches. Well, he's got to buy a million, almost a million matches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, a, it's not cheap. Now, some of it depends on like what you're after, right? What, what are you searching for? Are you just trying to make the best matchstick Eiffel Tower you can? Are you in it for the love of the game? Or are you in it for the record? <laughs> you're in it for the record. Because if you're in it for the record, then this is a very sad story. Individual glory? Mm. Are you Russell Wilson <laughs> of the matchstick world? <laughs> you're in it for the endorsement deals. You know, and all the glory? This is a very sad story. If you're in it for just for the love of the game, for building the Eiffel Tower, he still built a great Eiffel Tower. He did. Right? So Absolutely. he wins there. Uh Connor, uh, have you seen the movie Half Baked? It is a comedy, so maybe you have. No. Mm, No, I don't think I have. Maybe parts. There's a scene in Half Baked that I'm sure many people have seen the movie are familiar with where uh, in order to spread word of their weed business, Dave Chappelle, Jim Brewer, and that other guy uh, whose name I don't know, tape uh, samples of weed to a business card and pass them around a club. Everybody tries the wing. Oh, this is good weed. I got to call this guy. Good move. Well, somebody did that, but with cocaine <laughs> in can in Canada, Canada, Calgary to be exact. I merged the two when I said Canadi. Uh, Saeed Amir Razavi, thirty years young, came up with a unique method for marketing his service as a cocaine dealer. He reportedly posted up outside a casino and handed out business cards with small baggies of blow stapled to them. The card read Alex Lee, driver, and included his contact information. While the name on the card was an alias, the other information enabled police to track him down and conduct surveillance for an entire month, where he sold 50 baggies of cocaine. Uh, When cops approached him, they found a scale and $1,200 in cash, as well as cocaine in his car. Mm Mm-hmm. He's obviously uh, under arrest and has been charged with distributing a controlled substance, sure. among many other crimes. Party gifts usually are a pretty good move. You yeah. Know? Hey, more where this came from if you just be my friend. People love that guy, right? You just, you know, it, whether it's whether you use it for the one time or this, you're interested in a longer term investment, uh, you're going to get some bites on that. Right, like you're you're going to get some bites on that. It's not just going to be you're giving away free cocaine to everybody and you get no returns. So the the, the business plan generally is solid, except for the fact that it's cocaine and it's very illegal. Yeah, don't don't do that. Do that. Don't do that. Generally, though, give your product out for free for a little bit, spread yeah. it around, see what see if anybody's interested. See what kind of people are interested. That's generally a good start. Maybe you bake cookies that are really good. Put a little sample of a cookie and a business card in there. You're selling cookies hand over fist in 72 hours. Now, if you give it away too much, now we we have a cookie maker in our office. We do. And if you give it away too much, you might trick the people who you're giving it to into thinking there's always going to be free cookies. And thus you will not buy their cookies because you don't need to buy their cookies. They are just free all the time. Maybe the cookie provider could provide things like a menu or... Hmm. Or you give away the cookies 
I'm not saying this is the right move, but maybe the right move business-wise, maybe the right move is to give the cookies out less frequently and have there no. be less of them drive no. up demand. No. We need cookies in this office. Okay. I'm just, if, if yeah, if that was the situation, just interested in how that all Theoretically. Works. Theoretically. Josh. Connor. Thank you. You're welcome. A text from the 402. Hi, 402. Surprise, Creighton lost. Nonstop foul talk. Don't we do the same thing with Nebraska? We do the same thing for every basketball game that's ever happened. Remember remember when Nebraska got those bad foul calls against that uh, that one team that every, one time? Every time any of the teams lose, we're talking about the fouls. It's always the refs. It's just, just how it's going to go. All right, coming up next, we will talk to Josh's best friend, Frank Caliendo. Yes, that's right. The Frank Caliendo. Not a guy who's impersonating Frank Caliendo. Now that would be a great bit though. You, you would have to learn you would have to learn so much. I mean, Frank had to learn it. To be Frank Caliendo? To do all the impressions. Yeah, but then you got to do that and Frank Caliendo, who you'll find is a very normal voice. Just a regular dude. He's just he's just a guy. Let me tell you, with who, my close personal relationship with Frank Caliendo, I can tell you he's a regular guy. And we'll, We'll talk about the upcoming Super Bowl with him, and also he will be in town in a few weeks as well. A lot of that coming up with Josh's best friend, Frank, next on 1620 The Zone.